At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! Ha ha, fooled you. Only one of us is here, but let's get it anyway. How are you? I'm Mike Sempervivi, and I'm here with you for the next hour talking professional wrestling and mixed martial arts, something we do every single day here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. And however you're joining me today, whether that be through TuneIn, iHeart, American Forces Radio, over-the-air affiliates like the Mightier 1090, SportsByline.com, SiriusXM 156, podcast or streaming on Twitch.tv, or on YouTube, I just want to say thank you for spending some time with me today. I'm going to need you today. Obviously, Brian's not here. Don't worry. Nothing nothing bad is happening or anything like that. It's probably bad for him, and you'll probably hear about it on the next Brian and Vinny show that he does. But, uh, yeah, last minute had to pull out of doing the show, so... Here I is. He's probably running off to somewhere that's warm. That's what I would be doing right now. But, uh, yeah, it's just going to be me and you here talking about Raw and anything else. Going to open up the phone lines, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. We haven't had Dom put in this kind of work in a long time, so I want you guys to call in, make him work overtime here, all right? And I do also want to start the show in the same way that Brian would, which is anger people about ratings, since that's what people like to do. So coming back from break, I'm going to let you know what the ratings were. If you haven't heard them already, for AEW's Battle of the Belts special, which took place on Saturday, did very, very well. Averaged over 700,000 viewers, so good numbers there. We'll also obviously get into Raw. I I can't do a, a review like Brian can. I just can't get that upset at this show i can't give you that type of emotion so you may have to wait on brian for that or or sign up to the website and check out his show that he did with dave where yeah you can actually hear brian curse when he's reviewing raw which uh Again, I wasn't even that pressed about this show last night, you know? I like the idea of Bobby Lashley facing off against Brock Lesnar, and I do like what's going on with Roman Reigns and Brock uh, on the other side. Everything else, eh, it is what it is. We'll get into all of that stuff and your phone calls when we get back. Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Semper me be back here with your Wrestling Observer Live. Brian Alvarez will be back tomorrow on this program. He'll be back to all of his other shows later on tonight throughout the uh, 
throw out the, uh, the, the note to Filthy. Filthy may be joining us here very, very shortly if we can get all these links to work. Bring back the, the combination of, of power on this show, and I'd like to thank him personally for for giving me a filthy award yesterday on his show with Brian Alvarez that you can find uh, for subscribers. If you're a subscriber of the website, you can check that out. And here he is right now. Look at him in all his splendor and glory. Filthy Tom Lawler are and your New Japan Strong Open Weight Heavyweight Champion. Open Weight Heavyweight Champion? Something like that, but... Just, just staring up into the sky right now. This is going to make for great radio. He gets everything like set up and, and together here. As he does that, I'm actually going to bring out producer Dom here for a minute because there is something that when I had last done some solo shows eons ago when CM Punk debuted uh, that we had talked about, which was the selling of the ice cream novelties online and not like the ice cream bars obviously but even more ridiculous things like people selling wrappers and people selling the box the giant box that people were that workers were taking ice cream out of and handing out to people somebody was selling that online for an insane amount of money and producer dom please come on in here right now i can't remember the cost but it was well over a hundred dollars if i'm not mistaken correct yeah so Last we did it, which was shortly after his debut uh, in Chicago, um, I found the box that is literally labeled Punk Pops, and it, I believe it was like $200 uh, for a brown box with a sticker on it that says Punk Pops. And I was on my I, – I told you I was going to keep an eye on it, Mike. Admittedly, I put it in my watch list on eBay. I completely forgot about it. So I was on my watch list yesterday looking for something else that I knew I had on there. And lo and behold, still available, the brown box that says Punk Pops, $99 and free shipping. So the price has come down. That's $99. I I can't believe they actually didn't try to slash it lower for the holidays, you know, or any of those post-holiday gift card sales. But, uh... Uh, it's it's some ninety nine dollars right now. I got to put up a link to that. You got to send me that link so I can yeah, put I'll it t- up I'll for t- people I'll text on it Twitter. To you right now, and, and maybe it, this person. Honestly, though, if they, I think if they had cut it to ninety nine or had it under a hundred dollars, shortly after, I feel like it could have sold. People were paying thirty dollars for the wrapper for the ice cream. I think the box could have sold if it was under a hundred dollars. Seventy five bucks. I guess would be the ridiculous sweet spot. I guess we're looking at now for that. But seventy four ninety nine is what I'm going to suggest to this person when I put this up on Twitter. But I think everything has been worked out here with Filthy Tom Waller. Filthy, what's happening? What's up, Mike? I jump in. I hear some talk about ninety nine dollars. Well, ninety nine dollars might be a problem. But you don't have ninety nine problems, and if you do, a co-host ain't one of them. Because I'm here in the mix with you, Mike. One-third of a man who was crowned a winner of the award Best Three-Man Team in the 2021 Filthies, Mike Sempervivi. And along with him, we also have one of the other winners along with him in the three-man team. That is producer Dom that is so, true, Dom. Congratulations Did you know this? to both of you. Yes, no, Dom, is you and Daniel me, are. That, 
me. It should have been Brian. I had to find out later on, too. He was very upset about all of these awards that Filthy handed out yesterday on his show. Oh, okay. Well, well, we we have established that uh, Brian also doesn't text you when there's something important. So either of you could have texted me. But you know what? Filthy, thank you. No problem. Brian claimed that Mike requires two producers. That's how bad of a show he does. But I digress. I believe that his show is so great that he deserves two producers. That I do. It, needs two producers not in a detrimental way but because he is so stupendous and on point with most of his takes so there you go most of them at least i could use some interns that's what i could really use around here you know fix some things and do some things but but look we we do have to get into some wrestling and i know you didn't watch raw at all i kind of barely watched it because you know georgia and alabama were on so i was kind of really relying on brian today so he screwed all that up but you know i did watch it and i do have some thoughts about the show from last night but as i mentioned before i i do want to upset everybody in brian's place here and get everybody upset about numbers here i'm just going to read them off the website so you know if you're upset about these things please continue to to give your ire to brian alvarez because i don't care but saturday night's aew battle of the belts did seven hundred and four thousand viewers on average on it on tnt uh as a comparison point two recent editions of dynamite aired in the same time slot during the month of october averaged 651,000 viewers battle of the belts finished 11th on cable in the 18 to 49 demo with a 0.27 rating that's up slightly from the 0.25 that dynamite had averaged on saturday nights in october Battle of the Belts had much stronger competition as, for the first time, AEW programming aired head-to-head with the NFL. The football game was broadcast on both ABC and ESPN and averaged more than 20 million viewers between the networks. And there is more to that story, uh, which was penned by Paul Fontaine, which is up on the website if you want to see about that. But... Uh, Tom, uh, the Alabama-Georgia game last night did, I would assume, massive, massive numbers. I haven't seen overnights for it or anything like that yet, but it's difficult to believe that it didn't completely crush everything. It was on, I believe, uh, programming across ABC and every single ESPN, whether it be News Plus, Two, it didn't matter. They were doing some sort of programming for it. So Raw is probably going to get slaughtered. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, did you see, you didn't see any of this show. What did you actually watch last night? Did you watch the football game too? Or did you have other actual things to do? Yeah, I was living my life. I wasn't watching Monday Night Raw. Actually, I was probably exercising at that time. I was overloaded with wrestling this past weekend after watching SmackDown, after watching Wrestle Kingdom Night 3, which was a tremendous show, after watching New Japan Strong with the great Eddie Kingston and Gabriel Kidd match, I, I just couldn't tune into Raw. I'm sorry. I didn't have the three hours to spend. I didn't have the hour and a half to spend like I did when I knew I was going to get on this show and have to talk about it. <laughs> What, um, did you, because I you were quiet on the timeline Sunday night, uh, Raider fan. Were you watching that Raiders-Chargers game? I was one of the 14-plus million viewers. Um, 
I do fall into the 18 to 49, the coveted 18 to 49 demo, which garnered a 4.0 rating. Rating. If you were a football fan, a sports fan, if you were a fan of competition, I think you were tuning in to that game. The what was on the line with going to the playoffs, not only on the line for each team uh, with a win, but also the chance. And the ever-increasing chance that Ben Roethlisberger was going to be held out of the playoffs added so much drama. Uh, Unfortunately, the one outcome that everybody wished for did not go down. And uh, the Steelers move on. Sunday was amazing because it's like the, the, the early games happen. And as a wrestling fan, you're watching this stuff play out. And you're looking and it's like, okay, well, if... If Jacksonville beats Indianapolis and, and Pittsburgh beats Baltimore, well, the, the only way Pittsburgh doesn't make the playoffs is, is if there's a tie. And then the Chargers and Raiders go out on the very last game of the night. And once again, real life books better than professional wrestling ever can. I mean, the, the reality is always going to beat the work. And that was an incredible situation right down to the wire. Incredible booking by the NFL. We'll get into some not-so-good booking from Raw when we get back from break. Wrestling Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Mike Sembrevi here with your Wrestling Observer Live. You already knew that, though, because you heard that bumper music coming back from break. When you hear something like that, you know it's mean. It's filthy Tom Lawler here for you, your New Japan Strong Openweight Champion. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just delay the Raw talk a little bit longer and ask Tom about New Japan and Noah, day three. And really, I, I need to get some education on this because I haven't seen the show yet. There's one thing I knew about Brian is he was not going to be talking about Noah versus New Japan. So I haven't seen it yet, and uh, we're not going to do a big audio nightmare for a couple of days. So I figured I had some time because this is a show that, correct me if I'm wrong, Filthy, this is one I wanted to see from beginning to end and watch it build considering that they were keeping tabs on each one of these matches. Yeah, Mike, I'm here to give the strong hard sell for this show because for all of the complaining and some of it rightfully so at the lack of crowd noise and lack of crowd participation on Russell Kingdom nights one and two or at least on the English feed uh, apparently the crowd noise was much better on the Japanese feed that was not an issue whatsoever 
as I watched the Abima TV pay-per-view when Noah faced New Japan because this crowd, Mike, there was more heat than the Toru Yano fan account. I'll say it once again in these matches. Starting right off the bat, the first six-man tag, Ishii and Inamura, who I assume you've seen. I have. Went right after each other. They didn't stop the entire match. Inamura is awesome. He ran through Ishii a few times. There was I, I don't know if you saw a spot uh, from a six-man in Noah at the turn of the year, but apparently Kenta was no-selling some of Inamura's offense during a match, and Inamura just blindsided him and ran him over with a tackle. <laughs> And he went right after Ishii here. After seeing this, I want to see these guys fight for all of each other. Fight forever. This will be one of the few times that I chant that because I just want to see these guys throw each other and batter each other around. And that was kind of the theme of the night. Uh, there were a lot of times where there'd be throwbacks through the middle of the card. We had Suzuki and Segura going after each other on a six-man that was supposed to feature Kenta. However, due to his match with Tanahashi on Wrestle Kingdom Night 2, he suffered lacerations, I believe a dislocated hip, if that's correct, mm, yes. and was unable to compete here. He was replaced by none other than Toru Yano, who was brought in by Segura's tag partner, Kazuchi Sakuraba, his old drinking buddy Yano, who is currently also feuding with Suzuki. But the story of this match was Segura and Suzuki slapping each other back and forth for our enjoyment there was uh can i just jump in here one yeah. second just because again i do this constantly on the evan mike show you know this i'm going to do it again here i just because pride never die in my life i i always think back to that giant silva uh, Sugiera match that took place in, and I can't remember what New Year's <laughs> Eve it was. And I know Noah was not happy with his participation. At least it didn't seem that way. And he goes out there, he destroys a guy who is a legitimate giant who is working for Anoki. And it's like they never took advantage of that. They didn't care. And granted, they looked at him as only heavyweight, but they didn't do a damn thing. And I always thought, I hope he can outlast everything that has gone on there, and he has, and he has thrived, and he's one of the, the old men spectaculars of your, your Nagatas, your, your Mochizukis, your, your guys in that vein. I mean, my God, Sugiura is fantastic. Yeah, it was Pride Bushido 4 in which Man, it was Takashi a Bushido? Segura, yeah, Takashi Segura defeated Paulo Cesar Silva, better known as one of the oddities. That's, yeah, that's right. In two minutes and uh, 35 seconds by TKO. But you, you mentioned Segura. Segura is, I believe he's more well-preserved than some of the other men that you mentioned there. This guy, he had a heart. What is it? A heart um, murmur? Well, they uh, had to do some sort of operation on his heart. He had a heart operation. Know, the, he came back and has looked better than ever. He's in phenomenal shape. I don't know what age he's. I think he's in his mid forties, but he's he's phenomenal, and he won the match uh, with the Olympic Slam. There was a Go Shiozaki match. He looked awesome. Uh, the top two matches are the most notable, however. Lij against Congo. This was the hottest thing that I've seen in the past week. Could 
both Wrestle Kingdoms, even the Stardom show, the crowd gasped at the beginning when Naito and Nakajima simply faced off as the first two in the match, and they didn't let up the entire time. Congo used nefarious tactics to their advantage throughout the match with double teams. LIJ would leap in and save each other. And after all the talk back and forth, the trash talk from Keno telling Shingo Takagi's a loser for not being the IWGP champion. Shingo Takagi got his revenge here, planted Tadasuke through the mat. And picked up the win for LIJ. And then in the main event, Kaido Kiyomiya did his best against New Japan's finest, Tanahashi and Okada. But it just wasn't enough, as in the end, he succumbed to the Rainmaker. But it was apparent from the get-go what this match was about. And that was about making Kaido Kiyomiya a star in the face of adversity against Okada and Tanahashi, the superstar team, uh, alongside... You know, really three generations of New Japan greats with Muto, Tanahashi, and Okada. So, a, a great show. Now, will at some point Muto put him over? I mean, he could actually use that more than anything because <laughs> that, that, that's something he could, he could handle here. But, yeah, look, I'm sure he probably held his own in this match. Muda, how did he look in the 20 minutes he was in there? I mean, Muda and Okada just facing off against each other. They don't really have to do anything, and I'm sure people were losing their minds. Well, Muda looked better than Tatsumi Fujinami. Well, well. Did in the Rambo. <laughs> I'll give him that. Uh, but he honestly, um, I forget what he did for the majority of the match because it was so focused on the story of kiyomiya fighting on his own at the end the end of the match is okada and kiyomiya in the ring and tanahashi and muto are sitting down on their butts on the ramp at the finish i don't know if they were fighting previous to that i don't know if they were just sitting there watching having a conversation fell over but, like arm but but that was the finish and uh i mean it was fitting in a way as they both looked on uh kind of towards the future and now present of the business that's yeah and, and kiyomi is really good too and i think if nothing else i mean i don't think i know there are a lot of people that were really pro muda coming in and bringing this squad in because hey look at the attention it's going to get and all that sort of stuff and i i look back at the history of him in all japan him going to promotions and it's like does does it really make you any better um, it may not hurt you, but it doesn't make you any better. And COVID really wiped out any possibility of seeing if things were going to change with Muda. So it really, everything kind of ends up in a wash here. And ultimately, you know, Noah getting this shot against New Japan, you know, for a lot of New Japan fans that maybe have forgotten about Noah, it is a good time to watch Noah. I mean, they are loaded up with guys. And it is a very, very good show. And Adam Summers, I'm sure when we do the show, I saw some of his tweets. He absolutely loved it. And just like you, the LIJ Congo match, he said was absolutely bananas and had the most heat of anything and was the the thing he wanted to was the best thing coming out of that show. So if they are not planning on working together and making some of these matches come to fruition, then they this is the worst book show I've ever seen well, in my life. It. Because all I want to see coming out of this is matches between these guys. I want to see Ishii fight Inamura. I want to see Segura and Suzuki fight again, even though I've seen it before. 
You know, I want to see these interactions between the groups. I want to see every single, you know, different match between LIJ and Congo that you can conjure up at this point. And there's so many that you can have between, you could have Takahashi fight the juniors that Congo has. Uh, you know, he could work against some of the heavyweights that they have. You know, Tadasuke is kind of in between divisions as well. And then you have individual storylines with uh, Keno, Takagi, Takagi saying that he wants Nakajima's belt. It was clear that Naito and Nakajima, uh, you know, had history and that's what the crowd wanted to see. So there's so many things coming out of this show, not only just from the LAJ Congo match, but up and down the card. I want to see Zack Sabre face Yoshinari Ogawa again <laughs> yeah. after watching those guys wrestle and do some spots in that match. So, like I said, I thought, honestly, this was a great way to wrap up all three nights of the Wrestle Kingdom, and it was my favorite of the three shows. Well, and that's what a lot, you know, that's when, you know, trying to deal with Brian, who's such a meathead about everything, like, oh, you want to boot, you know, Gato out of his job? It's like, no, but when people talk about some of the staleness and they want to see some guys in the G1, they want to see some, some people brought over. And, and I understand this year you had to take care of a lot of guys, guys like Chase Owens who were there that really went above and beyond for you, you know, under the circumstances. I understand wanting to take care of the home team, but new Japan has always had this problem sometimes with being the home team and opening up the doors at weird times. This would be a great time to open up. You're already working with All Japan. You have a show scheduled with matches taking place. With the guys in Noah the same sort of way, everybody can have a piece, everybody can get a taste, and everybody can actually improve their game in some really tough, still COVID times right now. No hard times on this show, because filthy Tom Waller came and saved the day. Got another, uh, hey, Pat, hold the line, all right? I know you're on the line. We'll be back, Wrestling Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome back to the show. Mike Semper, VV Filthy, Tom Lawler here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. We have something to make fun of here in a moment, but Pat in Knoxville, you've been holding the line for quite some time. What's going on, my friend? What's up, buddies? It's good to talk to you. Uh, Mike, I've got a question for you, but first I want to give a big thank you to Tom because on December 23rd I began my uh, re-listen to every Christmas show on the website. And i got to say, Tom, I think you're the one who's still carrying the torch in the spirit of debauchery from the beginning. I feel like you're, you're still the one carrying that, so I wanted to thank you. I'd like, I'd like to thank you actually for that 
props, I guess, as the really the youngest uh, male member of the website and also a, a Sports Illustrated media member. Mm. Uh, you know, I think it's up to me to kind of keep the partying tradition alive when it comes to figure four online, and I'm proud to do so. So thank you. Absolutely. Pat, what's on your mind? Uh, so Mike, um, I don't watch a lot of WWE. I watch even less NXT, but I stay up to date uh, through the website, through this show. But there's one wrestler who's caught my attention recently, and that's Duke Hudson. Um, there's there's something about this guy I really like, but they've kind of they've kind of already cut his legs off by having him lose at a poker game. He's a poker player. So I was kind of thinking, how do you rehab him? And one thing AEW is really good at is teaming legends with the up-and-coming guys. So I was wondering, if there's is there anyone you could see them bringing in, like a legend who also likes to play cards and maybe make an occasional wager? Because I'm just racking my brain. I, I can't think of anyone, but uh, I would love to hear your opinion on that. I'll hang up and listen. Man, I, th- I want to thank you very much for the call and, and being a supporter of the uh, of the website and listening to the Filthy Four Dailies with Filthy Tom Lawler and Brian Alvarez, available only for subscribers. And, uh, you know, I know I, I know what you're saying. And, you know, there's somebody on the tip of my tongue. I, I you know, Ice Train, uh, God, Scott Flash is it, Norton. Is it the Hammer? We've been trying to get him. Yeah, we've been trying to get Greg the Hammer Valentine. I mean... You know, uh, uh, Rochester Roadblock. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I, I, I got it. Hard work, Bobby Walker. Hard work, Bobby Wa- Ranger Ross. Ranger Ross. If he's, you know, you know, maybe some other. Well, I won't bring them up. But I think I know the guy, Tom. The gambler. I think the gambler could be the person that could go out there and rehab Duke Hudson. I don't think there's anybody else who could do it. And I think if this was an AEW, we wouldn't even be having these issues with Duke Hudson. He'd already be on a great trajectory to be on dark or elevation or something like that. But but I, I think that's how they can actually do something with Duke Hudson, get the gambler back in there, and that's how you can make things happen. Not a bad idea. Uh, I have also some other ideas, legends you could pair up with current stars in the vein of high flyers. Maybe you bring back the Red Rooster and put him with Ricochet. (laughs) Maybe you could bring back the Berserker and team him up with the Viking Raiders to get them back on track. (laughs) Paul, or or maybe, you know what? You know what would be a great team? A great team for the future. Two clowns. One a legend, Doink. And the other one, Brian Alvarez. How is the Doink rewatch going, by the way? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because as Brian was talking to me yesterday about my 2021 match of the year for New Japan Strong against Fred Rosser, I mentioned to him that while people make fun of me for researching wrestlers such as Doink, I was wrestling Fred Rosser, whose main or one of his main offensive weapons is the whoopee cushion, lo and behold. And I countered the whoopee cushion off of the apron with a rear naked choke. So for everybody who wants to give me guff about, you know, being a big Doink fan and doing my research, 
It paid off in the end. No clowning around from Filthy Tom. And, you know, there's all those the degrees of separation, too, because, you know, you, you, you're facing off against him, and he was managed by Bob Backlund. And didn't Bob Backlund and Doink have some, some, some crossing of paths there when uh, Backlund was coming back? So, see, in a way, spiritually, you've wrestled Doink. I don't know if I was going to go that far. That's uh, quite a well, stretch. That's whatever. <laughs> he's still bookable, but uh, okay. Look, sometimes we get made fun of, you know, being Americans and being stupid. That you know, and had head traumas, possibly maybe as well too. That we don't pronounce things in other languages very well, especially when it comes to Japanese professional wrestling. You know, say like you know, Mikinoshu Driver or something like. Yeah, people lose their minds. You say Tam instead of Tom Nakano. People go absolutely nuts and everything, but. Uh, I was alerted to Mayu Iwatani trying to say sumo hall in Japanese, and I would figure, Tom, that Mayu Iwatani, being Japanese, would be able to say sumo hall here, but she has a uh, Marty Janetti at the after party type of moment here trying to say this. Hold on here. It's uh, here. Good technology here, by the way. Sports. <laughs> this is. We're waiting on the shoe phone to come in from our Sports Illustrated overlords here, and some like free swimsuit calendars from '87 or something like that. An old copy of NFL Crunch Course. This is the technology we have here. We're right close to having two tin cans strung together here. But let me move my microphone over here as Mayu Iwatani attempts to say sumo hall in Japanese. Is she having a stroke? Julia is to her left, who about has a stroke, laughing at her trying to say this, but... <laughs> Julia actually headbutts the desk <laughs> in laughter. Just, just fell out. Tan, Tom uh, Nakano uh, doesn't at all, but uh, so... Yeah. So can you say uh, Ryogoku Kukugan? I know I just didn't. I'd have to look at the at the actual uh, writing. Can you, uh, much like Brian, I consider myself a spelling bee aficionado. Could you please spell the word for me? Uh, yeah, I know you're a two-time former grammar rodeo champion here. R-Y-O... G O K U, then K O K U G I K A N. And unfortunately, I don't have any of the accent symbols, but okay. I know there's one over the O in Rio, so do your best. Rio Goku Kokuki Gun. I think that's, that's a lot better than what Mayu said there. <laughs> See, just another reason you need to be in Japan right now for New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can you well, can say these things. You can teach Mayu how to say some of this stuff. I'll tell you where I'm going to be. It's not going to be in Japan, to the best of my knowledge. But I will be in Washington, Seattle, Washington, this weekend for New Japan Strong. I will be at the Vermont Hollywood next month for New Japan Strong on February 17th. I'll be in Tampa on the 20th. I believe, of March from New Japan and just announced April 1st at WrestleCon. Wait a minute. Ooh. Is that a reference to Rocky Romero? WrestleCon? Uh. Well, oh. at WrestleCon, New Japan Strong 
tapings going down. So get your tickets to all those upcoming shows. You know, I bet you that April 1st weekend could be a busy one for you. You, uh, any, anything you can, uh, you can want to drop on this show, any exclusives, any, uh, anything going on, anything heating up. You got Bobby Rain Heenan working for you, opening up some connections here, getting some things done. I didn't even know that show was taking place until I read about it online. So, <laughs> Are you booked for it? Or are you just assuming they're going to send you a ticket and tell you to go? Yeah, I'm just assuming. That's, well, basically. you got the this belt. Is... They got to get that back at some well, point. Well, I'm used to the UFC operating like this, so it didn't really surprise me. You know, they just announce shows, announce fights. You know, they don't worry about you knowing the particulars. Hey, that Hollywood building, hey, just because Brian brought it up yesterday. I know you've talked about it. Adam and I are going to talk about it for sure as well, too, when we do the nightmare. But the people maybe who are unaware of, of New Japan Strong, I don't know why they would be, but there was a match that they need to see if they uh, hadn't heard about the, this this week, which is Eddie Kingston. Uh, and so <laughs> Eddie Kingston and Gabriel Kidd, it just had it was it was a banger of a match and getting kid on the come up one of the young guys took everything Eddie had Eddie going for that back fist it's just you can explain this and talk about it obviously with more eloquence than I can but it was just an incredible match in that building you know I don't I forget how long ago that thing was taped or whatever but that building how was it for you guys to perform in there how was the the setup of it and was it as hot as it sounded for that match yeah it's that match was awesome i did not have the luxury of watching that match live uh so i was blown away when i caught it on tape uh that venue uh probably seats i don't know maybe 2000 it's a theater so it's a theater setup a lot of uh, standing room only. There's balcony seating. It's very cool setup for a professional wrestling show. And I believe... Does it have a better locker room than you, the Ukrainian Center, which looks like it was outside in the alley? <laughs> Slightly better, but not much, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> well, we're in Hollywood. You know, this is a, a hot ticket event in a, a small, you know, tight, intimate venue. And that's the best type of atmosphere to watch New Japan and watch these matches where you can really hear the meat slapping up against the flesh as guys batter each other back and forth in the cerulean blue. So with all this meat slapping about, what is the future going to be for Team Filthy here? So J.R. Kratos earlier on on Twitter talking about it's better to be you know, respected than, than, you know, talked about. Basically just saying he's he's just grinding away here and the rest of the team filthy. What is going on here? And when are you going to punch Tyler Rust in the face? Well, it's kind of tough to have gigantic goals and aspirations of continuing to move up the ladder when you're already sitting at the top. And that's one of the issues that we're finding yeah. now with Team Filthy. So, you know, when the borders open up, I'm assuming that's where the sponsors will want us to channel our energy. But as for right now, you know, we're waiting to take over not only the singles division, which we have on lock, but we're hoping they introduce some tag belts. Maybe the never six man belts could be in our future. 
You know, there's a lot of things for Team Filthy. Maybe some new members to Team Filthy, Mike. You know, mm. we could use a award-winning journalist like yourself on board. Uh, I will. Uh, your people should talk to my people, and we maybe be can, we can work something out here. You know what I think I'm really most happy about, though, doing these shows with you, Filthy, is there are probably going to be times where they can't put up a YouTube clip because we were so all over the place. They have <laughs> nothing to really put up there. But let me, in the last 20 seconds here, let me get in the raw review from last night for everybody. Uh, Dewdrop beat Liv Morgan, so now she is getting the title shot against uh, Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble. Chad Gable and Otis defeated Randy Orton and Riddle to win the tag titles, and Nikki Ash turned on Rhea Ripley. There's your Raw Report, everybody. We'll be back. Wrestling Observer Live. Yeah, we come to the end. Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi here with you. Filthy Tom Lawler. Cannot thank him enough for jumping in here to this show. I just want to mention one other thing about yesterday and Raw. I mean, Chad Gable and, and Otis, why they were not kept strong, why Randy Orton had to beat Otis a couple weeks ago, just so stupid. That didn't make any sense. Just didn't help their matters at all. But they have the belts now. But last night or early this morning on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave is talking about Austin Theory, and he goes, you know, he, he's one of the guys for their future. I just I don't know. if he, I'm not sure that, that he's the guy. It's like, and this isn't Dave. This is just him thinking how they think where it's like, I don't know how you look at a guy like him with the experience that he has, which was almost all underneath. Once he left AR Fox, it was all underneath Gabe, essentially with Evolve. He is exactly what you want, 24 years old. He's over six feet tall. You can claim he's over 220 pounds, even if he's not. You know, he's got that kind of build where you can pull it off and do it, and it's like, you know, he's been there now for three, four years, and you're not sure, five years maybe, and you're not sure. It just blo It just completely blows my mind. But, yeah, that was Raw last night, everybody. Yeah, I was baffled as we went to break, and you said that Nikki A.S.H. turned on Rhea Ripley. Sure. <laughs> That's exactly what I was looking for. A losing super heroine to now turn heel. Look, What's Is she going to keep this gimmick going? I, well, here's the thing. You know who the greatest crazy person they had was? It was her when she was with Sanity. And, like, they wanted Alexa Bliss to be kind of what Nikki was in some sort of way, just with more acting and thespianism. But I don't know what the result's going to be. They have no women's tag teams. Alexa's coming back. She's crazy. The superhero thing doesn't work. How are you going to make her believable against Rhea? Maybe it's time to go back to making her crazy. I've been driven, driven crazy by this show. Filthy, thank you very much, my friend. As always, my pleasure, Mike. Thank you, Dom. And for once, I'll handle the closing duties. I'd like to bid all the listeners a happy week. And I bid you adieu. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.